Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by two guys who celebrated laundry night in America tonight. What's up, Chuck and Gene? Uh, hey, Dave. Hey, everybody. Um, yes, I had my good friend Kel over. We appreciate the good work of uh, Keenan. Uh, uh, this is uh, Chuck Siders. You can find me uh, on Twitter at Chuck Siders. You can find the show at Potadelphia. And this is Gene Selak. You can find me on Twitter at Producer Gene. And I just want to know, like, very seriously, is this going to go on all year? Like, are we going to have to deal with this ongoing saga of Laundry Night in America for the rest of the year? Because I was sick of it last week, and it was only week one. So I'm kind of done. <laughs> Welcome to Good Laundry, home of the clean laundry. I don't know. All right, we're stalling. <laughs> <laughs> Eagles fucking lost tonight. And this is All right, this was an immensely frustrating game to watch. Insanely frustrating game. Not only because of the Eagles play, but just because of circumstances beyond everyone's control and Chris Collinsworth. Ugh. So where do you want to dig in? Cuz they're all interwoven with each other. Uh that that it's it's tough to say. I uh, oh God, Jesus! Uh, I think that the main thing that jumps out to me is you, you mentioned Chris Collinsworth, and that's really this the salt in the wound because he's dumb. Like once upon a time, he used to just be an asshole, but actually, you know, brought some insight to the table, or you know, was constructive. You know, he he. Spurred on conversation, he'd said something you didn't hear from everybody. Now, I don't even know what the hell he's blabbering on about. It's fairly useless. I, I think the one that jumped out to me most was like, all right, the Falcons have the ball and they have time left, but you know, the Eagles have that time too. Like, yes, there are two people in this game, man. Thank you so much. I mean, my my whole gripe with the with the with the broadcast tonight was you're just allowing commentators to, I mean, basically make up stuff. Like they make up stuff, and they're reporting it as this is what's happening. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz has a rib injury. That's not true, or at least if it is true, you don't know it to be true. He does that adjustment of that uh Black rib cage yeah, it's, guard it's, it's, every play he adjusts that and it looks like he's in pain while he's doing it yeah so to for you to say that his ribs are injured is irresponsible uh fletcher cox uh because they hadn't brought up his name has a mysterious injury tonight it's just irresponsible to say that these players are injured and they're not and then you say you're just making up stuff uh the the rib guards in the NFL are made of plastic. No, they're not. They're not made of plastic. That's not true. And you just say it. And then you actually have players that are injured on the sideline. And can somebody get a goddamn report about what's going on with these players? Like Michelle Tafoya, what do you do? You, so basically when she came out with the report that uh, – um, Goddard, had, you know, had an injury. Wasn't gonna, you know, and all the updates that she came out with were synonymous with the Eagles broadcasting that out on their own Twitter feed. So you do no reporting. You do no reporting. You get your information 
when the team releases the information. So your job is shit. Like, go find out what is going on over there. You're supposed to be the first one to know. Not at the same time as we know. I, I, I mean, and you're just letting this hang. You know, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Dallas Goddard, none of our skilled players are in the lineup, and no one's updating anybody on what's happening. Yet, you're making up injuries about Carson Wentz. So I've had it with the NBC broadcast team. And Al Michaels is, I don't know what he's doing. He's hes playing with Tinker Toys in the corner to stimulate his mind from turning to oatmeal. He's useless now. Is that an ageist joke against Al Michaels? Okay. It is. He's doddering now. So it's the Chris Collinsworth show, and that show sucks. So that's where I'm at with the with the with the football night in America. Laundry night in America was better to listen to than listening to this commentary on this game. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, and it's not the same sort of rant that you just went on. But my God, when the game was over, it's like, man, this is a great game. What a great game. Like, really? It was like, a competitive game. Yeah, it was a close game. Yeah, yeah, but, but, like, but uh, hey, listen, if you and I, uh, sumo wrestler, it'll, it, it would be a close game, <laughs> but we're not professional sumo wrestlers. We are not, and I don't think that it would be, um, you know, the height of the profession, but it'd be close, and th- that doesn't make it good. There is very little good about this game on either side outside of a play here or there. There's when, a, when Nelson Aguilar is your number one offensive threat and option, you got problems. You know, if Atlanta doesn't win this game, it's disgraceful. A lot of watching this game was like watching a middle school fist fight. Like once in a while, <laughs> one of those kids is going to throw a haymaker that's going to land. But most of the time, they're just like circling each other and saying stuff about each other's mom. Like that's. That's what it felt like for big parts of the game. Is that like maybe the first place we sh- we should we should talk about uh, as far as the actual football is? Why is it that the Eagles cannot play effective offense until the third quarter? Like, what is it about first halves that we've decided in these two games that we aren't interested in and in, in putting the uh, the offense out on the field? Now, I guess maybe tonight you could put it down to we had a game plan for all of these players, and then. They were all hurt, but it seems like they just – it takes them way too long to get the wheels moving. Do we need to, st- to start attacking the line of scrimmage more? Do we need to Do we need to run the ball earlier? It feels like we, we completely abandoned the whole idea of having a running game. Did you feel like at any point that there was anybody out of the backfield that was a dangerous runner? Because um, I didn't. I didn't get the sense that we had a dangerous running game at all. I, I, you know what we uh, we are the equivalent of running backs coming to the Eagles is the equivalent of a three hundred hitter coming to the Phillies. Ooh, <laughs> I, I honestly, we every time we get a premier back that comes in here, they're, they're ineffective. Jordan Howard is a thousand yard rusher. Why? Why can't he run here? We're supposed to have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Why can't anyone run behind them? 
And Miles Sanders is the second coming of, of like Shady McCoy with the inability to decide to pick a hole. Yeah, he looks a little indecisive back there. And I mean, he, we'll run sideline to sideline all day long. And it's we'll a good go thing he can, he can flop on balls well because he keeps almost losing fumbles every week. It's And it's like I'm not mad at the Eagles. I, I really can't. I mean, you're playing with your hand tied behind your back the whole time. Meanwhile, Dallas gets to play the easiest schedule in the history of the NFL the first yeah. two weeks. Yeah, you go Redskins, Giants, which is a joke. And if these guys don't come back, I, I you know, you know, I, I don't know. What to, I hope this is they'll be fine next week. Do you think that this is like some of these things are like weeks long, lingering? Yeah, probably. Kind of I mean, hamstring, groin, calf. All that stuff can be like multiple week. I mean, we, we may we may need to have uh, Doctor Keith Hack on the show to talk yeah. about some of this stuff because if they're out of the lineup next week, woof. do you think we gotta we gotta call up uh, uh, Mark and Michelle and uh, who else did we put just put Greg Lewis or you know or Todd Pinkston? Do we do we put out the the <laughs> the, the, the bird signal and and all the former uh, Hank Basket? They all come back back to the nest. To try and try and salvage the the next couple weeks, Mike Quick uh, comes out of the know. booth. <laughs> I don't know who who's most responsible for the loss. I'll give you some. Uh, I'll give you some uh, some candidates here. Nelson Aguilar. I mean, how do you not catch that ball down the sideline in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Clement. Fumble in the uh, the second half kickoff. Was Killer. That, was that the play he got hurt on? Of course. Yeah. I mean, it was the only time I recognized he was on the field. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Oh, uh, uh, Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby first half. Toast, burnt toast, or Jalen Mills? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say burnt toast. We'll we'll say uh we'll reserve uh Jalen Mills for the 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 truly abysmal. You know, so for who's Jaylen responsible Mills. for the loss? Where are you giving the where are you giving the lion's share of the loss? Or pick someone else, I don't care. Of those options, I'd put it to Aguilar, I guess. I don't know because, like you said, you don't blame the Eagles for the loss per se. No, well, Aguilar is Nelson Aguilar. I mean, it's just... <laughs> yeah, it's like congratulations. You know, here's your field promotion. Like now, Alshon Jeffrey, you know, is catching those balls. Yeah, yeah. Deshaun Jackson is catching those balls. Yeah, yeah. Nelson... Atlanta needs to thank the lucky stars. They were in the position they were in tonight. Nelson Aguilar, if you remember, going back before Alshon came into the onto the team, we were all worried because we all thought that uh, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, not Alshon, that Nelson Aguilar had was a head case that he had lost his confidence that he had no ability to catch because this is what he would do all the time. Um, and then once we brought in some other receivers and, you know, he would get pretty much wide open when he would be <laughs> called on, you know, it, it became it became easier for him to make plays. And then his confidence kind of grew. But I think when tonight, when it became like, hey, man, you're the guy like you're going to have to make a play. I really think that like some doubt crept in. You can almost see it as you as you watch that play go down the sideline, and he realizes how wide open he is. You can almost see doubt creep into his helmet. Like you see his hands like go towards the ball, and then he's like, "Whoop! Never mind. 
I better not catch that. Um, but then I, I guess to a certain degree, what, two plays later, three plays later, he makes probably the best play on a ball in the whole game to, to on the that 40-yard, yeah. you know. So, uh, he, but that's why he's your third option. That's why he's the third wide receiver because that's what you get with that guy. Now, granted, we're paying him $9 million to be the third option, but... <laughs> Like that's that that is who he is, and it's frustrating. Oh, but that ball down the sideline and the the touchdown pass in the first half that went through his hands. Yeah, I mean, he took a hit, but like, oh God, hold on to that, please. Yeah, but again, those are two balls. Like Alshon's catching that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as far as if you have to put something on the loss, I I, I want really want to put the loss on. On 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 the first half, like the offense in the first half, and I know that people were trying to drop like flies, but you can't try and play only half of the game. You have got to figure out a way, and hopefully they they're going to look at tape or something. They have got to come out against Detroit next week, and they have got to be aggressive I, in I, the first I, half. I hear you, I hear you, and I'm I'm going to do some foley work here. So basically, <laughs> the offensive coordinator in the first half within the first drive of the game, basically had to take the game plan that he spent a week pu- putting together and just and start from scratch. We're doing it live. <laughs> he did it on the fly. We're doing it live. I mean, it's an untenable situation. I mean, you, you it's so frustrating that all of this happened. Like one piece, fine. Two piece, fine. But to have, you know, multiple starters out like that, and can someone tell me how, with all these people getting hurt, Jason Peters finishes the game? <laughs> well, the, you, to hear Chris Collingsworth say it, like he had left, like he was never going to return again, and then came back the next play. Watch Andre Dillard here. This is going to be his baptism by fire. Oh wait, Jason Peters is back. Never mind. Or, yeah, or Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz has gone off the field. You know, but injured. And there he is in the next play. I don't think he missed a play. No, he. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He's probably not going to be an option. You know, you you coaches send them back out there as a decoy. They just say, "Get oh, back God. in there. They'll double cover you." No coach says that. <laughs> yeah, and that goes back to the making things up. You know, it's like, all right, well, he's obviously injured. Let's send him out as a decoy. We're not going to throw to him, but we're going to ask him to block. Like <laughs> it's a tight end. It's not like. You know, it's not like a wide receiver you're not planning on using. I know we're like circling back to the the broadcast team again, but like if you look at last week, right, when we had what Charles Davis and Kevin Burkhardt or whatever. Yeah, just two guys, basically. I mean, that was like a milk toast uh, broadcast. There was nothing to that. That was the that was a vanilla vanilla broadcast, but. They didn't make up stuff. I mean, they just called the game. It's not offensive. That's the thing. Like, I will take milk toast and boring and let the game tell its own story over over what we got tonight any day of the week. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you you want to talk about some positives? Yeah, I actually do have a lot of positives, honestly. Okay. Okay, where do you want to start? You throw out the first one, Gene. What's your first positive? Okay. Uh, I thought that, for the most part, it was a very well-coached game by Doug Peterson. Evidence? Uh, I thought that he <laughs> I thought that he gambled in the appropriate places, as usual. I thought that in a couple of um, 
tight spots where the game was on the line several times in that in that final couple of drives. He had play calls in there that got people open and, uh, you know, evidence in the, the, the drop ball by Nelson Aguilar and then the, the Hail Mary play. And then there were sequences where I feel like the, the correct play was drawn up. And even that Zach Ertz play for that first down, I feel like that was the right play to run. He's just... He's got to figure out a way to get that first down. Like that's- I will never understand this. I will never, ever, 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 ever understand this. When it's a fourth down play, why are you making your cut before the first down marker? Yeah, I will I- never, 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 never understand it. Yeah, I don't get that. And it if you went one more yard and then made your cut, it right. would be a fr- I- I don't know. You got to look where the sticks are and I'm you've conf- got to be in front. And you're bigger than all of those defensive backs, Zachert. So, like, your momentum should be – you know what I mean? Like, don't tell me that they're playing that line. Like, I know that that's what they're trying to do, but you should be back there. Um, but I feel like the, the 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 play calling in those sorts of situations, they were they were the right. A lot of times, you know, you would we you'd be frustrated by you know like these god awful like Andy Reid wide receivers uh, screens in these terrible situations like that, or you know the the clock was managed correctly. They had plenty of time to to score uh, score a touchdown. They 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 used their fourth timeout correctly, and that that's always something that can really drive people nuts. Um, and I honestly thought, by the same note, for the most part, Jim Schwartz aggressive when he was being aggressive, it was appropriate. Now, did he get torched on that Julio Jones play? Yes, but again. Ronald Darby cannot get himself taken out of that play. Like he, I'm not. I am not blaming the aggressive defensive play, play call. I mean, yes, the aggressive the aggressive defensive play call there did cost them. I mean, there's really nothing those players could have done. I mean, they were just they were blanketed um, as far as the blocks are concerned. That was a, but a really it was, it was a, a perfect play call for that situation. Yes. You had there yes. was no way, no how did they think that they were going to go wide receiver screen, but. There. With all of the problems with the offense, they basically said, Schwartz, you got to win this thing for us. Yeah, and he got they got the turnovers they needed. For the most yep. part, I feel like the defense held us into this game when we had no business being in it. I think that uh, when they came out of halftime, they gave a stat. Carson Wentz's uh, quarterback rating coming out of halftime was six. The number six. Only six. 6.2, baby. That I didn't even know that the scale went that low. Like I, I thought breathing got you like twenty five. Like that's like, yeah, you get twenty five just for signing your name. Right. Like I really honestly thought that like the scale didn't even go. Like so that was, whew, that was that was uh, you know kind of jarring. So there was uh, for a lot in a lot of re- ways we had no business being in this game. And to a certain degree, one of the positives I take from this is bad teams get blown out of this game. Um, Good teams keep this game close. Great teams win this game. And I was really hoping that we were going to show that we were a great team today. Um, And we just didn't get there. And we we had our chances. And, you know, everything was... was, uh, This is everything that the Eagles are bad at. They they are bad at playing indoors on the road. They're bad at it. They If you look over their last five years, their record is just abysmal. Um... They they are bad against the types of receivers that Julio Jones is. They are they are bad when they are banged up. Everybody's bad when they're banged up, but they they absorb more injuries than I can and at skill positions that I think I've ever seen, other than like when when the Eagles knocked three quarterbacks out of a, a Washington game. Um, the 
they just everything was stacked against us, and we are literally one alligator arms catch away from winning this game. We were still right there, and Atlanta, well, Atlanta yeah. has revenge on them. They hate us. We've done this to them how many times? They're at home with essentially a, the the closest thing to a must win in week two as you can possibly have. Whatever, win a regular season game. But I mean, it's be, I mean, it was beyond the one alligator arms catch. I mean, like if Wentz gets in that two point conversion, right? We're kicking a field goal there to end the game. Yes. Does that work out right? Which is horseshit because yeah, yes, force, his knee yeah. was down, but he was not touched. But right. They, so they, two things I learned in this game. They say, two things I learned. One, a quarterback diving forward is now giving himself up. That's that's different from our childhood, right? And two, you can have a fourth and fifth timeout. <laughs> but when you take the fifth, you get a five-yard penalty. So you definitely want to stop yeah. at four. <laughs> yeah. There would be times where I would take fifth for the five yards, for sure. Yeah, me oh, too. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Sounds like a good deal. Maybe it's a rule change. We could make that a rule change for next yeah. season. <laughs> uh okay so yeah i think you covered a lot of my positives positives yeah um, I, mean, I i thought growing up that sliding like but first that was giving yourself up that diving forward and the reason why we used to always yell about the way michael vick would give himself up was because you idiot you're driving head first you're not giving yourself up like you're asking like for a concussion first and not feet first yeah but first but first yeah it's like a uh, big brother Hashtag, but first. Yeah, it's Chenba. <laughs> For you reality <laughs> show fans out there. Um, let's see. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah. The, oh, the, this was the the fourth and Doug in the first half. Was it the first half or was it the beginning of the third quarter? Uh, which one? The well, we went fourth and Doug from like the five. Yeah. And goal. Yeah, that was in the third quarter. Yeah, that was the 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 fourth and Doug of all fourth and Doug. It was like the, the, quint, the quintessential fourth. And I'm Doug. like, dang, we're kind of far to be going going for this. Like five yards, but I mean, oh, he, it was he, and it was like five and a half. He needed it. A you could see the there, five yard a field line. Goal there. Yeah, but like a field goal there is not really getting you back into the game. No. at quite the same level. And it no. turns out we didn't really have that many opportunities anyway. I May mean, read the tea leaves right. Yeah. yeah. So far this year, I feel like Doug's been good on his fourth and Dugs. You know, he's he seems to have the pulse of the team and, you know, knows when to gamble, which which was not the case early last year or even maybe late last year. I felt like Doug's sort of intuition was off most of the year. If we want to talk about positives, I feel like, you know, I leave these first two weeks trusting Doug. That it's not just going to be a crazy fourth and Doug. It's going to be something we can all, you know, rally behind. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're so I, I, like I am not. This is not the sky is falling episode. No, like, I don't I'm think totally, so at all. Like, I'm fine that we lost this game. You get, like, you I'm get, not fine with it, but I'm, I'm like, I understand why we lost. I this think game. that there's a lot of, you know, very smart people that kind of uh, could look at this situation and be like, yeah, this, this is a loss that sort of makes sense. Um, you luckily, luckily you get uh, Super Bowl contending Detroit Lions coming, uh, coming net right around, right on their heels next week. So, but uh, yeah, very honestly, the, the Detroit has not looked that good the last two weeks. Um, well, Gene, is it on the road in a dome? First, I thought we were at home next week. Are we? Actually Wait, are we I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm uh, I, I'm I thought. I think we are back ask. at home. Um, 
that that would be a, I can't imagine that Detroit's going to be quite as loud as as Atlanta was this week. Uh, Eagles or as talented. Oh, I mean, yeah, they are not. Although that said, I wasn't Wait, where is that game? Did we figure with, it out? Uh, Atlanta this week. Sunday well, I was talking so that no one would have to listen to a stall. So it is at, oh, it, okay. It, it, oh, is, it is at home. It is at home. Okay. Yeah. One o'clock. The other thing that's great is next week is a Sunday at one o'clock game, which is my favorite games. In other words, I'll have to DVR it. <laughs> uh, sorry, coach. It's all right. I guess, I mean, if I have to pick a perfect time, Sunday at 4 is pretty nice. Sunday at 8 is nice if I don't have to record a podcast afterwards. Yeah, but you do. That's the thing. That's yeah, why I took so... off from work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a smart man, Dave. You're a uh, smart man. What else about this? Do we have any other uh, thoughts? Do you want to go around the league? What do, what do we want to do here? I mean, we can go around the league. I'd just say, I mean, I think it's consensus. We don't feel bad about the loss. How do you feel about the the team in general? Provided, you know, let's say these aren't, you know, season-ending injuries. You know, we get most of these guys back in the next two, three weeks. How are you feeling about the Eagles so far this season? Are they living up to expectations? Is it a bit of a slow start? You know, what are your thoughts there? Well, it's a slow start, and it's in-game slow starts. So, I'm, I mean, I'm frustrated by that. But I don't know. This could still be some, you know, lack of a preseason hangover. Um, I don't know. I'm not, like, too too stressed about it. I still feel like I feel the same about them. Yeah, I watching tonight, I you know, up until it was over, I still honestly believed – we were going to win the game. Like there was no part of me that honestly was ever in a position where I was like, up, oh, well, you know, we've, we've, you know, we're, 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 we're totally done. You know, they've, they folded. I, I always felt like, and I also felt watching them that they never f- felt out of it. Like there was never a point where the team quit. They, they always felt like they were, you know, and you've, we've all, we, we watch a baseball team that felt like a quit, like in the middle of July. So uh, we, we know what that look in their eyes of, you know, we're, we're out of this is. I was especially happy. And this is one of the things that um, I think is going to carry forward is uh, as bad as Carson Wentz was in the first half. I really felt that he had like that eye of the tiger thing going in the second half. That play where his he's going he is being tackled and is millimeters from his knee hitting that turf and he throws an absolute strike 14 yards of field like that's something that's the reason why you give him that money and you don't keep Nick Foles like that there are very few people that can even make that maybe Russell Wilson makes that play but that's maybe the only other guy in the league that can make that play Cam Newton can't make that play anymore um, so. I like seeing our franchise player respond to adversity, and I just want to see him with the ball in his hands make, like, finally finish a game. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see him have that on his resume now that he, you know, and I thought that this was going to be the night that he was going to close one out, close one close. We've seen it so much this this year in the league. We saw Deshaun uh, Watson do it. We, we saw, uh, uh, who did it today? Um 
Mitch Trubisky kind of did it today, if you want to give him credit for that Bears comeback. Um, so, you know, those, those are all things that I think are, are really good moving forward. And uh, I'm not worried. Like, I just feel like this is still going to be the team at the end of the year that we thought it was going to be. I never thought we were going to be 16-0. and um, You know, and I still believe that 11-5, and 12-4, still realistic. It's all about when we play Dallas. Like, what happens when we play Dallas? That's all yeah. that matters. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I take away, I feel, I felt like this was the the rubber match for my confidence in uh, Doug as a coach. You know, two seasons ago, he could do no wrong. Last season, a lot of doubts crept in. This season so far, I feel a lot more comfortable with him. Um, I was never, you know, I was never wary about Wentz, but it's nice to see him look good so far. And I think he does, you know, lead us on a game winning drive. If he had one more weapon, you know, pick a guy, you yeah, know, pick, I pick agree. An, another weapon and, and we win. I'm like, fucking fuck, man. I just brought up the Cowboys schedule. You know who they play next week? The Dolphins? Yes. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, Giants, Redskins, Dolphins. Do they then play, like, the Patriots three times in a row to even it out? No, then they play the Saints and then the Packers. Well, and the Saints, well, and who the knows? Saints, who's who, their quarterback? Yeah, who knows? The Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, know, right? the Teddy Bridgewater Saints don't make me nervous. Uh, at least it is in New Orleans. Oh, God. So they get every advantage, I feel like. Anyway. All right, what else? Uh, How do our picks do? I don't know. I didn't even make picks this week. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you notice a lack of Pickadelphia, um, it's because we all forgot. Um, Gene and I made some last-minute picks that weren't official. I had Buffalo minus two, that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had Chicago minus two and a half, which was that a tie game that they ended up winning? Uh, they uh, Chicago won, but I don't know by. How I don't much. know if they covered. Uh, I think they I think they won by one. So that uh, that was not a win, but it was close. Yeah. Um, and then I had the Eagles to so that loss. Um, Chuck, you had the Chiefs that won. I had the Chiefs minus seven. They won. Pats, I took the Pats 19 minus and nineteen and a half, and they covered. Oh, they covered like they covered in spades. They could covered that twice. The, de- and the Pats the defense Eagles. covered, I believe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then well, I can definitely say that uh, I had the Eagles because uh, I lost money on FanDuel this week. Yeah, that's why you forgot about Philadelphia because you have you had your Bears won by two. Bears won by two. So you oh, that's a push. Damn. Lost by half. No, I lost by half. The odds makers again with that tricky half point. So let's All right. let's well, go around the league. We have a, I think there's a couple of interesting storylines around the league. Uh, we kind of touched on one. Drew Brees with is is it actually a fractured thr- thumb on his throwing hand? Aaron Darnold with a with a with a defensive play where I think uh, as he was coming through, Brees ran his hand through the through a helmet, which I'm surprised doesn't happen every week to a quarterback. Yeah, Breeze got hurt. Roethlisberger got hurt. Um, uh, who else? What's his name from the Jets? Has the kissing disease? Yeah. 
<laughs> and Rough he may, like and he may be out for weeks because even if he starts to feel more you know his energy level is back up you know they were saying that he's got swollen organs that could easily burst if he's tackled well yeah it's like you get a large spleen i believe or something yeah. when you have yeah. and they're gonna have to designate a classmate to bring his homework to him at, at his house every day yeah which is really <laughs> really because that's gonna be for like adults a month. far behind yeah i don't know it, adults got mono is he an adult he's like 20 <laughs> Well, I know it It pops up, you know, in athletics. It pops up, you know, in team sports. From all the, like, sweating and licking and... Oh, well, I guess so. <laughs> or the, like... you play, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> or the halftime makeout sessions. I don't know. But I really do appreciate Dave's initial instinct that's like, Mono, ooh! <laughs> I think that has to be the official reaction. Like, even if... Even if it, like... Like cost somebody a playoff bid. Like your quarterback goes down with mono in like week fourteen. It's like, oh, he's got mono. Ooh, you know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he has fourteen kids. We know what he means. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, last game at the uh, the Coliseum where there's going to be a, a an infield on the field. Why are the Raiders on the road for like the next three weeks? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then I guess they'll have a new stadium in Las Vegas or whatever next season right yeah i th- it's 2019 we don't need that when i was a kid when i was a kid if there was an if there was a game there or any i guess there were multiple parks that had the the natural grass i thought that with, with the cutouts like i don't know maybe like san francisco, san francisco had that i think had it yeah uh, well and it seemed i was like out the, yeah. i'm out yeah i can't watch it it, it was too distracting ridiculous yeah, it always felt like bullshit. It always felt like here's a football game, and now here's the base path in the in the middle of it. You know, yeah, and it's only their fault because they had real grass, which was way better. <laughs> and when we were on the vet, we put the cutouts back in, right? And it was awful. Yeah, but There's... still, I, it was uh, there was something about the aesthetic for me that I hated. And really, I could tell when I was watching TV. The, I could tell the difference between an AFC game and an NFC, NFC game without looking at who was playing. I could just tell from the broadcast. And there was something about AFC games that I always felt like had that the natural grass, dirt infield situation happening. More so than the NFC. Not that the NFC didn't have it. I, I just felt like I was always watching when it was in the AFC. Well, I feel like it was always AFC teams that had that issue. I can't think of any of the NFC teams that might have even. I don't know. Did San Diego that. have it? <sighs> Maybe, but that's an AFC team too. Yeah. And, well, yeah. I thought we were naming an AFC team. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Because I, 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 then I was like, maybe Denver, but also AFC. But I don't no, think that. I'm, I don't think that the Rockies. Well, they didn't have a baseball lot. team when we were little. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Whatever. It's not important. I don't, but I mean. <laughs> You know what is important? Chuck's penalty box. All right, Dave. Uh, we're going to go back to you. Dave, who is in your penalty box this evening? All right. In my penalty box, I am putting the dude who hit Tyler Seguin's Ferrari this week. Have you heard this story? No. I, I have. I have. Okay. I 
So this is like a $250,000 Ferrari. And he comes out and there's a note on it that says, uh, sorry, bro. No, it's a sorry. I just hitted your car. My bad, bro. I don't have money to pay. Now, I don't know. I'm just trying to think like in that situation, I don't have money to pay either. I don't I, I can't make the repairs on a, a Porsche. But don't you carry insurance? Well, I, this guy spells hit hitted. <laughs> Sorry, I just hitted your car. And he initially spelled if you look at the it's funny if you bring it up on like Instagram or whatever. He he, he initially spells car incorrectly um, and then uh, scribbles over it to to put the A in the middle of car, not whatever the initial letter he had in there. And then it also says, I don't have money, comma, period, to pay. <laughs> At that point, like, why did you bother to leave a note? Right. Someone right. was watching. That's why. <laughs> oh, That's like... Yeah, well, you never know when there's a camera, right? Yeah, or it's like, has somebody in the car, it's like, oh, let, let me leave him a note with my insurance information. <laughs> yep. So for that, you know, I'm putting, uh, I'm going to put this, uh, this bro in the penalty box. All right. So for the person who um, hit Tyler Sagan's uh, luxury car, uh, it's not going to go down like that. We're going to give you uh, a four minute double minor one for leaving a note uh, that had no insurance information. The other two minutes for the word hitted. All right, Gene. Gene, who is in your penalty box this evening? I'm going to put Matt Klintak in the penalty box this week. I feel like it would be easy to put Gabe Kapler or pretty much anybody else from the Philly organization in the penalty box this week. I feel like it would be easy to put anybody in the NBC broadcasting booth in the penalty box this week. I feel like we've covered that territory. So this is going to be my chance to take the opportunity to be like, Matt Klintak, how did you manage to screw up this much goodwill for a baseball team for a year? You have managed to take a team that I have been was so excited for in April and make me so excited to do the eulogy as soon as possible. I can't wait to not have to think about this version of the Phillies anymore. I am tired of hearing about how they had to deal with bullpen injuries because they were happened so much earlier in the season that you could have replaced all of them. And my God, if they if they trade with the Mets and get one more sloppy, bad player from the goddamn Mets. Ugh. So Met, Matt Klintak, you're going in the penalty box. You've got if you have a job in on October 3rd or whatever. You got to do better next year. This isn't something specific that happened. This is just the whole this is just body my, of work. This is of my the chance to be like, you know, I blamed everything. Now the GM, what I feel like I've gotten to the point where really maybe he's the he's the problem. All right, Matt Klintak for spending uh, three hundred and thirty million plus dollars and revamping the roster. The Phillies are in the exact same spot they were last year. Uh, that's a poor use of money and fans' expectations. That's a five-minute major for a squandered opportunity. 
Chuck, who is in your penalty box? <laughs> Count Dracula? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, the the person who is in my penalty box is a, a lot of people, and it has to do with the Flyers, um, and has to do with Travis Konechny and his current uh, holdout. And who's going into the holding out? He's not holding out, Dave, oh, okay. and that's the <laughs> whole heard about that. point. Well, he doesn't have a contract. Travis Konechny does not have a contract. He's a restricted free agent but he's not holding out. So when you describe a player as holding out, if they don't have a contract, they're not holding out. So he Just, technically can't report. He can't. Like, okay. like he has as much right to report to camp as I do. You know, it'd be interesting. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> I, I should show up tomorrow and go, you know, I'm not holding out in the flyers. I'm here. No, no. You know? I, I like the, uh, the theory that you are now holding out. <laughs> oh, you're like, you know what, Flyers? I'm not I'm not gonna report to camp until I get a contract. Just I'm putting that out there in the universe. Don't expect me. Well, maybe if I offer reasonable terms, it's like, well, he's willing to play for a million dollars a year. I think we would be foolish to pass this up. <laughs> but Chuck's only looking for a one year deal. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean I'll you know, I'm over 40, so. <laughs> there's the, value there. There's value. But there really is. You're over 40, but there's not a lot of tread on those tires no. as far as NHL games go. No, there really isn't. I'm a right-handed defenseman. You always can use an extra one of those. Um, <laughs> so, um, so the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, I have not yet received my contract offer. Um, I am not arbitration eligible. Ball is in your court, but I will be there tomorrow. Philadelphia Flyers getting a two-minute minor. Offer me a contract. I'm willing to listen. All right. Hey, before we wrap up, um, I gotta give a I gotta give a shout out to friend of the podcast, Nick Algier. We uh we ran the rock and roll half marathon today, so that's partially why. I'm a little loopy and uh, there's definitely no way I would have gotten through that uh, without that dude helping me out. So I just wanted to, uh, to give a quick, uh, a quick thank you there to him. Um, sure. Also, by the way, you see a lot of interesting things out there on the course. There was a woman dressed as Elvis running barefoot for the whole 13 miles. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And, and you it's like, to, yeah. and you had to do all of this with Nico on your back. Like that is, that was not fair. <laughs> that definitely was not the case. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I am now picturing you running like Luke Skywalker and Nico as Yoda. <laughs> as Yoda, <laughs> but he's <laughs> but he's doing his the Mick voice. <laughs> Run, you son of a bitch! <laughs> not nearly. I'm not nearly as good as as him at that. Um. Okay, so uh, yeah, we'll be back on. We'll be back next Monday with a, a a more organized, formal, not raw nerve episode. Uh, hopefully, we'll be discussing a uh, an Eagles victory over the over the hapless Lions. Um, you'll be on the lookout because we'll be scheduling that Phillies eulogy episode. It's coming because what are we like four and a half back now? Yeah, I think officially we're four and a half back as of yeah, the loss so today. Yeah, so it's not, not looking good for the Vitans at this point. 
So we'll be back next Monday. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please rate, review, and subscribe to Potadelphia on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and if you have any more time in your podcast listening day, be sure to check out The Whip Around, our sister show full of lots of uh, weird news and, and, and fun times. So enjoy your day at work, everybody. We're out of here.